We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. talking about this for a while he's been on the show before but this is the first time it's the first time i've seen you since high school bro it's crazy and you're a year older than me too crazy 13 years ago damn crazy Wait, you graduated oh wait oh wait yep wow damn june will be yeah fuck june will be yeah 13 years 13 years man out of that school god damn my guy my captain <laughs> stefan kelly What's going on, man? Thank you for coming by. No problem, man. I couldn't wait to get over here, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, bro. Good. Doing all right. Super Bowl, Super Bowl Monday, Ooh. Hangover Monday. We have yeah. a lot to talk about, man. but before we get into the nitty gritty, <laughs> um, I've had you on the show before. Yes, sir. Um, we did a podcast and chill a while back, and then uh, you called during the whole George Floyd stuff. Yep. And we chatted, but how you feel about this vibe being in person? Good. I love it. Definitely want the the person to person, so it feels a lot easier than you know being on the phone or doing a headset. On yeah, the phone, so yeah. It's, I feel like the in person. It's it's nothing like it, man. I tried so hard. One of the reasons why I got this studio was to be able to get people to come in, just because it makes it more convenient. Who knows how long we're gonna go on this yeah, podcast, yeah. but it is it's it gets weird when you have someone on the phone for a half hour. Exactly. Like anything after that. So I always try to push as best I can. That's why when you told me that you were coming back yeah. over here, I was like, yo, we got to do something. Yeah. So it just so lined up. That it's hard to way. vibe communication like 
when is Nick going to stop talking? What about like on the phone? Like that's the hardest part, like the transition. So I think we'll be good. Yeah. And I also did a terrible job because I was still a young buck when I was <laughs> editing that first pod that I did with you. <laughs> so there was a lot of static. But dude, like I said, we have a lot to get into. Yes. Uh, us two have been friends for a long time. We played high school football together. Yes, sir. You have a very unique story and I'm super proud of it. Thank you. So I want to, for the people that the show has grown since the first time that you called in and we yep. did that podcast and chill, I guess this is where you shine and you kind of hype yourself up. Tell me, tell the people a little bit about what you did post, post high school. Okay. So I'm not going to go like super detail. So pretty quick. So I played some college football, you know, all American. Uh, NAI level, uh, played offensive line there for four years. You know, I was a D lineman in high school, so I made that transition over when I got to, to college. Um, post college, had a trial with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Coincidentally, they just played in the Super Bowl, so like I've been down to that stadium, been in that locker room, all that kind of stuff. Um, didn't make the team, but it was a good experience. How long were you there for? It was like a, a week. It wasn't very that very long. It was a rookie mini camp. So listen, 20, I know a lot of people. I know many yeah. people that have been to a rookie minicamp. So yeah. that shit is dope as hell. Rookie minicamp, it was week, I think it was 2000 and it had to be 2013. Yeah, 2013. So because our season ended 2012, so was that before that draft. Right. 2013. So um, weird story, like me and Brian, you know, Brian from high school. Yeah. yeah. We went to the draft in 2013, the NFL draft here in Radio City Music Hall. Like I got a phone call like during the draft. And I was like, I don't even know who this person, who this person is. And it was the Bucks saying that they're gonna bring me in for a tryout, like during the draft. So it was the same week of my graduation of college. So I skipped my college graduation to go. Do me a favor, just bring that mic just a little bit closer, closer. to you. You can okay. maneuver. No, no, maneuver it like your way. Okay. Yeah, and just like it, it adjusts, so you can. Oh, got you. Yeah, okay. you're good. You're good. good it's right safe. There. Yeah, okay. you get there. Yeah. So <clears throat> ended up going down there for a week. Like I said, great experience. Great coaches. At that time, Greg Schiano was the head coach. Um, you know Greg Schiano was at Rutgers. Rutgers finest. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the head coach down there. Ran a pretty tight ship down there. So, Darrell Reeves had just got traded down there. That was the same offseason. Reeves got traded. Josh Freeman was a quarterback, but they had just drafted Mike Glennon. Mm. So, like, he was in the rookie minicamp with us, and they drafted, like, William Golson, who's still on the D-line. They're all rookies. The whole rookie class, Akeem Spence. I don't know if you remember Jonathan Banks from Mississippi State. I do, yeah. Second round pick. I want I want to mention one thing about you. Stefan is an absolutely stan of a Jets fan. Ooh. So when he saw Listen, when he saw Revis. Saw Revis's locker. I still got a picture on Instagram <laughs> of Revis's locker, yo. I'm a complete we'll talk about that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. Like I said, great experience. <clears throat> um had a couple like Canadian offers after, went to a couple tryouts for Canada. Um, didn't make that at anyway, had an arena league. Offers as well just didn't go through. Also, I'd have back surgery like three months after uh, all those tryouts. Mm. And then just never got back into the football thing. So, ended up doing coaching after that. Coached some high school. Well, went back to college to do the master's degree. Uh, grad assistant thing. And then coached some high school after that. So, and that's it. Now I'm here with you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. years later, give but, you that story. But, yo, hold on. Also, <laughs> I, it's, it's so crazy because you went to Missouri Valley. Yep. You lived in Kansas City. Lived in KC for a little bit, yep. And then you had a trial with the Bucks. Had a trial with the Bucks, yep. And that was the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, Super Bowl last year. That's yo, so lit, bro. Listen, it happens, you know. It's just That's a, crazy. coincidental. Um, and like I said, I like like the Bucks a lot. First class organization. Chiefs. Also, first class organization, so I can't really say much mm-hmm. bad things about them. So, 
We'll jump into that Super Bowl talk though. Whenever you're yeah, let's ready. do it now, man. So. Let's do it now. First and foremost, how'd you how'd you feel about the? Let's go with the lead up into the game. Were you did you think this game was gonna live up to the hype? I mean, it didn't live up to the hype, but what were your expectations going into that game? Okay, so in terms of hype, in terms of like, was the game gonna be close? I didn't think it was gonna be close, regardless of who won the game. So I thought the Bucks could get out quick i thought the chiefs of course you know the chiefs can't get out like you remember tyreek hill's first quarter in that first game they had yeah um so i just never knew what it was gonna be i didn't think it would be close type thing um so did a little to the hype no but i still think it was a decent game i don't think it was a boring game by any means but did a little to the hype no not at all man i was talking about it on uh twitter this morning how and i told you this too yeah. I feel like I've become a very rational football fan, and I really understand the game now. Like, there's not, you know, a lot of times when I listen to Red Zone or I watch Sunday Night Football, like, I don't have the TV on, yeah. like, the volume. Yeah. I have it either very low or I'm listening to a podcast in the background because, dude, not not to, like, brag or anything, but I, I don't have that much time. I'm so busy with everything. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly doing something, whether yeah. it's editing, doing a podcast, working out, you know? So... If there's a podcast I want to listen to, I might watch it like during Red Zone. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be watching it. So a lot of times I don't hear what analysts are saying and whatnot. Yeah. And I felt like I was so fucking stubborn <laughs> to change my pick on Sunday because yeah. my buddy Alan and I on the preview were talking about the similarities of that defensive line for Tampa Bay with the ones that I seen with the Giants. The Giants, yep. Like they could get pressure with four with four guys. <clears throat> Drop everyone else back. Yep. You got this high-powered offense in KC. That's the best way to stop them. Yep. If you can generate pressure with four guys, you just have seven DBs back yep. there. And these, I mean, those linebackers are basically DBs. Them, those them are boys probably the fly. two best, definitely <clears throat> best linebacking tandem in the NFL by far. Easily, yeah. Um, they might be, White might be the best linebacker in football. Just flat out. Just might be the best linebacker in football. I mean, it's going to be hard to argue against that. I think it's like him. I think it's... Uh, Warner, you got San Warner. Fran. You still got Wagner. Wagner as well, um, yeah, yeah. But Wagner's probably on the down end mm -hmm. of his prime. Like he's not out of his prime, but he's probably on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the um, other guys are still ascending. Yeah. Like Luke I mean, White probably hasn't even come close to that. No, yet, I mean bro. second year in the league. Yeah, Luke is out. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, it's probably probably White. And then Levante's always been like an underrated, solid. Like if you look at his numbers stacked against any other linebacker, it stacks up. He just doesn't get respect because Jameis Winston's throwing interceptions like every game. They don't win. You know, <laughs> you know how NBA Twitter will have that random ass point guard that everyone that watches the NBA is yep. like, yo, he's dope, man. I'm telling you, he's yep. dope. He's just on like Levante David was that linebacker who, yo, he's nice. He's he's a top yep. five linebacker. And everyone's like, yo, no, he's not. Yeah. It's like, yo, you got to watch. You got to look at the stats. He's just lost like what you said yeah. where he's in Tampa. In Tampa. And now it happened. Plus, you know, the D-line's been <clears throat> built around. It's been rebuilt since Bruce mm -hmm. Aaron's been there. You got Vita Vea. Sue was up there who's a underrated D-tackle, which is crazy to say now. He used to be, like, the best D-tackle in the NFL. He's underrated. And, obviously, you got your boy JPP. Who's the other dude? Shaquille Barrett. Like, yeah. D-line's been built for them as well, so. Yeah, man. So, the the reason why I said the stubborn thing is because that, that Eric Fisher loss was wild because not only was it a new left tackle for them, yep. it was also – you move the right tackle to left tackle. You're moving the right guard to right tackle. Yep. Then you're throwing in a backup right guard. Before you know it, you got three new guys yep. on that offensive line going up against that pass rush, which got after Breeze, got after Rodgers, got yep. after everybody. Yep. 
So that's why I was saying stubborn because I'm like, yo, I always show love to the offensive lineman, yep. right? How many drafts? You, you were talking about going to Radio City. Yep. I've been to I've been to three drafts. Yeah. Every single time a team takes a fucking offensive <laughs> lineman in the first round, yeah. every fan is like, yo, fuck that, yo, yep. fuck that guy. That shit is whack. No one, no one gets hyped for that. Yeah. I think yesterday is going to be the game. Yep. You show the fans that boo offensive lineman picks. Now the draft that I went to, 2013, who was the first pick? Eric Fisher. Like mm. he was the first pick in the draft. Um but it, look at where the Chiefs O-line was to start the season. So, you talk about Fisher, you talk about Schwartz. Also, Tardif opted out. The the so, doctor. Yep, so you got a backup guard already starting. Yeah. They had Kalecio Semele was yeah. starting. He got hurt. So, now you really got like a third string dude in there. Your backup center, a right guard. They both get hurt. You move a dude off the bench who's really like the third string in. It was rough. But, like, Mahomes is so good to overcome that, like, the Browns, they beat the Browns. Mahomes gets hurt, they overcome that. The Bills, who can't really rush the passer mm-hmm. at all, can't take advantage of three backup linemen being in the game. And the Bucks were always going to be able to take advantage of that. So the Bucks have been a little bit lucky too. So don't forget, like, also Bakhtiari got hurt against the Packers. He wasn't in the game. Um, I want to say one of the Saints linemen was probably hurt as well. So, like, They've had a little bit of luck. When you're a sixth seed or a fifth seed going wild card road games, they take some luck to get to the Super Bowl, as you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Turn that up. You know, <laughs> so, everybody always talk about all these fucking championships. Yeah. That Tom got. <laughs> oh, and two against Easy E, oh, baby. Boy. Yo, you peeped that one up there? Oh boy, I do see the great escape up there. Oh boy, I remember where I was. Yo, how ridiculous is it that that play happened? Especially how football is now, where yeah. if you just like grab the quarterback's arm, they're blowing yeah. that shit dead. Forget that. Like the fact that Eli could keep his balance <laughs> and like look downfield and make that throw. Like I don't expect Eli to have that type of feet to keep his balance. So yeah, that was, oh, that was meant to be. Because yo, so that thing last night, I'm watching. I'm watching Sports Center on the on the recliner. Yeah, and I just hear a bang, bang. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I come in here, I'm like, yo, everything is up. What's going on? And then I turn on the lights and I see this thing fell. So then I had to put it back up. That's why there's a scratch on there right now, too. But I was like, as I'm putting it back up this morning, I'm like, my guy, Easy (laughs) E, man. So for the I'm gonna take a picture and post this on the Instagram. There's a there's a photo of it's called the Great Escape. I think there's only like two hundred and fifty of those from Steiner. So it's like one of my collector's items and it's a it's like a Movie screenshot of that play. I need that type of feeling. Like, my Jets haven't been close to that type of success. I need one of those plays. I need... Yo, you know what's crazy? (laughs) You know what's crazy? Everyone says that I'm a psycho for thinking this, but Super Bowl 46 meant more to me than that one. Why? I was older. So, I was was in high school. I was a junior. We were were still in high school together. I was a senior that year. Yeah, so I was a junior... I'd say I really got into football when I was, like, 13. Okay. And then, like, obviously playing it, I became, like, a savage yep, fan of obsessed. it. Obsessed. And then when I'm 20, I just lived through Deshaun Jackson, right? The, yep. Deshaun Jackson was the year before yep. where he re- the Vic, scored the Vic, that yep. that, yeah, uh, that 21 punt. point leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, chill. I'm you just asking. Just, just throwing that out. <laughs> just throwing that out. And then, you know, the next year going to that one, I was, I was a lot older. 
you know, four years, being able to comprehend. So that one kind of meant more to me okay. than, than this first one. Because obviously the storyline, nothing's going to ever equate that, yeah. right? 18 and 0, you fucking beat the Pats like that. Yeah. I also think the second <clears throat> one was more of like, this is a matchup. Like, I don't think anybody thought that was a matchup. Like, I thought that was like a 42 to 7. Yeah, no Patriots one. Patriots win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like a 13-point underdog. Yeah. The other one was a, I think they were a three and a half point favorite exactly. to Pats. So it was more realistic that the Giants could beat them that yep. year. And that first one. Yeah, that's a good point. Dude, Brady gets seven now. Yeah. How uh, <laughs> how about this? How many more is he getting? Depends how long Brady stays. I think Brady's always going to be in a conversation. So, like, as long as the team stays around him. So, like, Tampa Bay is pretty well built. But I know they have a bunch of, like, veterans on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. If they bring them back, I think they could go at it again. But I think the NFC is going to be a lot better next year, like, I know we talk shit about the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are going to be better next year. Like the Packers, who the hell knows what's going to happen. I expect the Niners to be better. Mm-hmm. So I think this year was a good year for them. But with Brady, like I said, I don't bet against Brady. But I'd probably say one. If I had to pick over under, I'd say under, but it'd be one. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, one more ring. Damn, getting to – I mean, yesterday was so crazy for many reasons, right? Like you have – you have Mahomes as the next guy, right? Like, everyone's been crowning Mahomes. Yep. And I know us two have gone at it. Yep. We've gone at it a lot because yep. I'll be like, yo, no one's had a better three-year run in NFL history than Mahomes. Yeah. And you're like, yo, bro, you keep forgetting Rodgers. Is that like 2010 to that 2012? 20, yeah, 2010 to 2013-ish. Aaron Rodgers was... Back shorter, shoulder to Jordy. Yep. 70 yards downfield. Post field. routes to Jordy Nelson. You know that same... Play action, boom, yeah. They throw to Jordy Nelson, he's yeah. always open. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He only he, won one ring, though. So, I mean, so did Mahomes yeah. now. But, yo, it's so wild what Brady's doing to all his peers. Yeah. Because it's hard to win, bro. You know, that's the one thing that's changed with me the most, Stefan, as a, as a sports fan. How understanding how hard it is to win a championship. Yes. Especially in football. I think in every sport, but yeah, especially in football, too. But when you, when you factor in how, you got to have so much shit go your way. Absolutely. Like, you were talking about, like, getting lucky yep. on the road yep. to to get to the Super Bowl. What about injury luck, too? Yeah. You know, COVID one of, now. COVID, too. Yeah, yeah. That's another the one. Chiefs almost lost two starters just off For, getting a haircut. Getting a haircut. Yep. So, that could happen to any team. Yeah. So, just, like, luck. I think it's luck. More than it's, it's so wild how it starts at the top. You have to have good ownership. You got to have a good president, GM. Got to have a good head coach. Then you yep. got to have a quarterback. Then you got to make sure that you don't lose three offensive linemen. Yep. You don't lose your star wide receiver or running back or some shit. There's so much that goes into it. You got to draft why well. You got to draft well. Yeah, absolutely. You got to hit on your free agents that you bring in. Yep. And it's so crazy how Brady's really made this look like I'm going to be in the Super Bowl every year or every other year, right? Yep. 10 of 21. And it's really not 21 years, bro, yeah, if you think no, about it. He didn't play his first year. Nope. And then he missed that year, got 08, yep. against the Chiefs, too. Yep. Got hurt, yep. Wow. In Arrowhead, yep. Got hurt. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In that game. Uh, Holy shit, I forgot that it happened to, It happened against KC. Bernard Pollard, I remember. Still. Bernard Pollard, yep. holy Came fuck. downhill, yep. Yeah. Remember, yep. I mean, it's KC. Man, so he's made it. He's made it look so easy, bro. It's really like ten of nineteen years he's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, every other year. But if you think about it, like Brady won his first three early. Mm. 
I think from age, like they were talking about yesterday, age 27 to 36, he didn't win a Super Bowl. So like eight to nine year stretch where he didn't win a Super Bowl. But kind of like the LeBron thing where like he's in the Super Bowl every year or every other year, he's going to be there. So like he's always going to give your team that chance. Yeah. But look at the three Super Bowls he lost. Eli with that throw. Eli would, I think, the other throw was better than Manningham. That, come Abs- on, son. Absolutely come a better on. throw. It's not, it's it's not, not even the – it's not, not close. close. That was an absolute dime. <laughs> that was – That was Hail Mary. Fuck it. Whatever hard. happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hail Mary. Yes. Finally, someone agrees Mario with me. Mario Manningham, dime. So, lost yeah. to – whatever. Then you got the Eagles. Yeah. Nick Foles, who's been pretty much garbage every game of his life besides that playoff run. Yeah. I think Brady threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl, and they still lost. So, obviously, that was a defensive thing. Brandon Cooks got hurt. So, like, the efforts it took to beat Brady in the Super Bowl is just, like, I still give him respect, even though he lost three. So Yeah, I mean, you can't that's, – that's the dumbest shit, I feel like, that you, you fault a guy for getting to a championship and losing. I think it depends on the sport. When you talk about LeBron now, I think it's a little bit different if you get there because, like, the narrative around LeBron is more like, he gets there, he loses. Now he doesn't have a team. Like, there was no complaint about his team until he got to the, the mm. finals. Now he loses. Oh, LeBron team sucks. I'm like, they just won 68 games. It's like, now they suck because they lost to the Warriors. So that's the only – I get the LeBron the LeBron thing because I think his fans come out and try to make sure he doesn't have any fault in the losses. And you know LeBron has some fault in the losses. It's funny that you bring up LeBron because there's so many similarities between him and Brady. Right? Yeah. 18, 20 years in the game, there's still arguably MVPs, right? Like yeah. LeBron right now is probably the leading candidate for MVP. It's like him and Jokic. And uh, I say like Embiid is in the discussion too. But still, bro, just 18 years in the game, just being that dominant and being the guy who – what about this? Brady leaves New England, goes to a different conference. They go to a Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. LeBron goes from east to west. All right, that first year he got hurt, and it was yeah. a young team and whatnot. Then they get AD that next year, and they they win the championship. It's just so crazy that what's, they're doing what's this. What's harder, though? Who's hard, who, whose job's harder? It's way harder being Brady. Okay, just wanted to make sure that I was No, clear, for sure, for sure. Because I think the, 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 the biggest dynamic between an NBA superstar and an NFL quarterback is football really is the ultimate team game. And if that Super Bowl yesterday didn't show you that yeah. – then I don't know if you'll ever be able to understand that. Also, Brady doesn't get his whole time in New England, even now, doesn't get to control the people he played with. Right. Like LeBron's always been in the background controlling the people that come in. Yeah, he's the GM, he's head the GM. coach, everything. Like he's shipping Lonzo Ball out of town to go get Anthony Davis. Like he's always controlling, pulling those strings, where Brady's always just been like, okay, whatever I got, I'm going to elevate them mm-hmm. to make them better. Not that LeBron doesn't. He obviously elevates his superstars like Chris Bosch and – Wade and AD makes them better too, but Brady's job is a shit ton harder than LeBron's. Man, to have that kind of sustained excellence is so crazy. As someone that had to play him twice a year as a Jeff fan, how how was it having to deal with him in the AFCs? It's hard to deal with Brady, like, but it's not just Brady. So Brady, Peyton, like Big Ben, like those type of quarterbacks, it's just like they always make the right play. Um, it's just hard. Like I could just I could literally say Brady's been the reason that Jets have fired six or seven Jets coaches, drafted six or seven quarterbacks, because it's always chasing Brady. And I'm assuming the Chiefs have done it and the Steelers, every team's been chasing Brady. But yeah. obviously being a Jets fan, seeing him twice a year, it's just like you hate him, but 
you can't help but respect the stuff that the dude does. Like, I'm never betting against Tom Brady. I think I post that every time. Yeah. There's a game I'm like, never betting against Tom Brady at this point in the playoffs. Bro, he's he's 34 and 11 in the playoffs. Yep. He has. You know who has the second most wins? Wait, I don't know who it is, but I think it's like 14 wins. It's like jo- Joe Montana with like 15 wins. He has 34, and Joe Montana has 15, which is crazy. It's so and not wild. games played wins. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just crazy. Yo, and think about how many weeks they had bye weeks, too. Yeah. I think they were talking about, I don't know. I, I, I saw <laughs> some stat about how many games they, like, pretty much the AFC Championship game's always been in New England. Yeah. Which means, like, most likely they always had a bye. Off the you top of my head, I remember the, the KC one two yep. years ago. Yep. The one in Denver. Yep. I can't think of can't any think other of one. Any other ones they played on the road? Maybe in early Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh early yeah. Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger rookie year right. played in Pittsburgh. I remember that one. But then because uh, they were fifteen and one. But that's what it takes. Yeah, like those teams have to be like fifteen and one, sixteen and zero, for them to not get a home playoff game. It's so absurd, <laughs> bro. So, it's so crazy. Yeah. Just every year you could just pencil them in for for eleven wins. To as many as what fifteen? I mean yep. sixteen, right? Yeah. They were sixteen and zero too. I want to talk a little bit about the other side, man. You mentioned something before we started recording. I, I, I found rather interesting. And I I don't want to agree, but I think you're right because I'm a I'm a Mahomes stan. Yeah. I think I think talent wise, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think it's I think there's people out there that can match his talent out there. So what do you think makes him different? Uh the support around him. I mean, obviously he's a Hard worker. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but like everybody doesn't get an Andy Reid, everybody doesn't get a Brent Beach, a Chiefs system that was in place. Like, don't forget, like he do he, he do got some studs don't on forget, the team. That too. team was like not far from the Super Bowl. Alex Smith, so right, it's not right, like right. it's just because like Alex Smith is limited as a quarterback. So like Mahomes opens the entire field for you, but like that team wasn't that far off. He didn't get drafted to the Jets or the Lions to do that kind of stuff. So. Um, I'm happy you didn't mention my team because yeah, we're no. kind of in the same boat. Daniel Jones, that's next year we'll draft a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but um, physically, I think you could you could find people that are physically talented, like Mahomes, like Brett Favre, for instance, like Josh Allen, Cam Newton. Like those dudes have those the physical talents, traits. physical talents. Mahomes is just a different dude. Like I don't I don't know mentally, he might be a different dude. I saw a next gen stat that said he scrambled for 497 yards. Saw that. To evade pass yeah. rushers. It's fucking wild, bro. Crazy. That's five football That's like fields. Russell Wilson does in a half against. Yeah, it's really <laughs> absurd, man. It's really absurd. And also back to back to your point to to bury myself even more and yeah. to give myself no credit. Um, Tyreek is a top five wide receiver. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Absolutely. This season. Really good offensive line prior to what we saw yesterday. Yep. So you're right. It's yep. not like he's doing it with, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd or something. Yeah, some exactly. Shit. Yeah, which was funny because I saw a tweet from some dude in PFF, and it was hilarious. It was something along the lines of, if you ever wondered what Mahomes would look like playing for the Bengals, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was yesterday. Listen, come to the Jets. See if Sam Donald runs around all day. Just like that. So, where do you think it went bad for Kansas City? Is there a moment in the game that you thought? Because a lot of people were talking about the officiating in the first half. And, yo, you know what my stance is, yeah. bro, when it comes to officials? Yeah. Don't let it get, come down to that. 
Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. And it's also the first half. So I think they're talking about that second drive that the Bucks were going in to score 14. That yeah. Antonio Brown touchdown, that drive. Right, right, right. Um, definitely has some questionable calls. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you There was that call on Mike Evans, which the pass got deflected yep. by Leonard Fournette. Yep. And then Honey Badger picks yep, it off. Picked it off, yep. You had, I think the most egregious call yep. was the pass interference on Honey Badger in the end zone against Evans. Yeah. Because that ball hit the stands. Yeah. Like, that was not catchable. So, how do you throw a flag there for... I don't think it hit the stands. I think the ball was catchable if it, like... I know we have the uncatchable rule, but, like, he literally just, like, stopped Mike Evans from, like, advancing. Like, pretty much just, like, blocked him off from doing anything. I'd have to um, go look at it again, but I'll take your word for it. And also, it's a high ball. Yeah. Like, Evans is a jump ball receiver. Um, so, you think he he kind of high-pointed it as opposed yes, to high throwing it? the ball. Yes, high-pointed okay. the ball. That I mean, makes Honey more Badger sense just then. stopped right in front of him. Yeah. Some questionable calls. Um... But you also have to think the Bucks just went for it on a first on a one yard line, didn't get it. Um, you guys went down and drove, kicked your three points. Like you said, don't let the officiating affect you. But I think at that point it changed. Once that Antonio Brown touchdown, was yeah. it Antonio? No, it was the yeah. second Gronk touchdown. That's what it was. Because Antonio Brown was right at the end of the half. Right. It was the second Gronk. Well, that was a big drive though, too, man, because they had the there was the that was the same drive with the pass inter- that big pass interference to Mike Evans down the sideline. Oh yeah, where dude like looked like he grabbed yeah his ankle. yeah, yeah yep, yep, that yep. one. Yep. And then you had the, how do you question that though? Yeah, how are people questioning that call? Like Mike Evans had that was the best thing the DB could have did. Mike Evans had him. Oh, that was a touchdown. Five yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do you question that call? I can get the the one in the end zone. I can get the. I think there was some other call that was just like the Chris Jones. Uh, the Chris Jones one was whatever you call it with Ryan Jensen that kind of thing like those type of things I can understand people's like okay come on let's let them play but at the end of the day that really had nothing to do with the Chiefs offense which couldn't get anything going at all you kind of saw it in the first two drives for both teams even though the game was still close it was like a 7-3 game or whatever it was you just knew that yo Tampa Bay is getting six yards in the backfield yep and then Kansas City couldn't because Worfs, dude. The Worfs. Gave up one sack yep. all year. Yep. Giants didn't take him. You know, they took Andrew, took Andrew Thomas. Thomas. It's all good. Andrew Thomas only gave, I think, 11 sacks. I just looked at that the other day. Because, <laughs> no, there was this Twitter thing. I'm banned on Twitter. I just want to tell you that. We'll get to that story. Oh, I can't um, wait to hear this but one. But they talked up. they did like a redraft of the tackles. Right. And they talked about like Beckton and Thomas and Worfs. Thomas is, and then, and then Wills in Cleveland. Will, Thomas yep. is easily the worst one of the four. He is the worst of the four. Yeah. yeah. Um, then he talked about Beckton. Obviously, Beckton's good, but like I think Worfs is the best. Right. I'm not them. comparing. I'm not comparing <laughs> Thomas to Eric Flowers. But not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet? <laughs> Come on, man. Why you gotta do I'm this? I'm just saying, to me? eleven sacks in a rookie <laughs> is pretty tough. Just saying. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. <sighs> but goodness, we'll get there. But yeah, like Worfs is probably the best. And I don't want to be like Monday morning quarterback. Like, oh, he just won the Super Bowl. But like, if you've seen, like, look at who they played. Yeah, the playoffs. You played the Saints. You got Cam Jordan. You got to hold down twice a year. He had to do that this season twice. You got to play. The Packers got a bunch of people like a bunch of Smiths and Rashawn Gary's a bunch of people you got to block. And then even the Chiefs. Frank Clark's not a joke. Well, think about Washington too, right? Oh yeah, Washington, Chase Young, you got Chase Young all those Kerrigan, guys. all those guys, Sweat yep. also. Yep. So yeah, you're right. He he, he was held a beast all year. Held yeah. his own. Last tackle to be drafted in the first round, I think. So um, yeah. What um, 
How do you feel about Leonard Fournette? Were you were you a Lenny guy? I wasn't a Lenny guy coming out of college. Um, I just think quickness is not there in terms of just like if I'm drafting a dude at four, I need like Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey type quickness. Yeah. Type stuff. So like, but I mean, hey, how about this? How about not draft a running back in the first round? Uh, I don't know. It depends on talent. I'm I'm down to like if you want a player, it doesn't matter position, take him wherever you want to take him. So like Saquon Barkley to me is worth a first round pick. Right. Um, is he worth the number two overall pick when you need a quarterback? Probably not. That's the difference. But is Saquon Barkley a first round pick? Probably in every draft, he's a first round pick. So, um, yeah, not a big Lenny fan, but definitely needed that change of scenery from Jacksonville, which I think definitely helped him in Tampa. So, a lot of big thing when, you, when it comes about Leonard Fournette and just other Bucks, you you think about they talk about like swapping Jameis Winston out and Brady in, and it wasn't that easy. Like. You didn't have Leonard Fournette last year. You didn't have Gronks. You didn't have Tristan Wirfs. Mm. You didn't have Antonio Brown. Antonio too. Brown. You didn't have JPP. Like you didn't have, like they people just try to dump on Jameis. Was like, oh, Jameis sucks. Do thirty picks. Like it's not the same team. Like they didn't just swap Brady out for Jameis Winston and go win a Super Bowl. Right. It's right, a lot right. of different things they had to go go do. So those DBs they drafted Winfield and I don't know who else. Well, even even um, what's his name? Carlton Davis had a monster year this year Davis, too. Yep. All of a sudden, yeah, I remember, uh, I'll never forget this. It was like maybe week 12 or 13, and they were talking about him being like a uh, uh, an all-pro corner. Ooh, until Tyreek Hill came to town. Yeah, that was, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, yo, this is why, this is why, because I remember that week on DraftKings, I took Tyreek Hill. I had Mahomes <laughs> and Tyreek. Yeah. And I was like, I'm supposed to fade Tyreek Hill on a discount? Yeah. Because of Carlton. I was like, yeah. fuck that. But then... <laughs> But then you, you like he shut down Michael Thomas. He did well against Julio. He did well against um, uh, DJ Moore. Like yeah. he did well against a lot of guys that he would match up with. And then even if you go back further to the first time the Bucks and the Packers played, yeah. Devontae Adams only had like six for sixty. Which you know, if you're a number three wide receiver, that's yeah. a good game for you. But when you're Adams, you having the year that he yeah. had, that was impressive. Are any of those guys really like outside of Julio Jones, who's always hurt? You know, I love Julio Jones to death. Same injured this year. Outside of Julio, is any of those guys really like that guy? I hear you. Mike Thomas really that guy? I am not a Michael Thomas <laughs> fan at all, bro. Slant God. I slant God. Slant, <laughs> yeah. Dude, last year when he caught 149 passes and yeah. everyone was fucking riding him as the best wide receiver. For like football. 950 yards he caught. <laughs> yeah. It was like. There's a, there's a YouTube video of all 149 routes. Like, yeah, yep. routes and passes he caught. Yep. Yo. Slant God. Go and watch it. If you find more than 20 passes that went over 10 yards. Yeah. Hook, curl, God. You know that's I mean? it. Drags. Yep. That's that's his whole game. Also, yep. Breeze can't get him the ball because exactly. Breeze is shot. But, yep. yeah, but I don't like wide receivers like that. I want wide receivers like Julio Adams. You got to be able to give me DeAndre, everything. Yeah. Hopkins. Diggs. Diggs breakout. The should have went and traded for him, but the Bills did. So, what do you think about Josh Allen? <clears throat> So I think Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, those two guys this year showed you why it's valuable to go get them an actual wide receiver. Okay. Because they both had really good years because they got Hopkins yep. and they got Stephon Diggs. Yep. I don't think it was fair to hold anything prior to this season against Josh Allen because mm. he ain't have Diggs. No, I'm talking about like how erratic he was and how he would try to make too many plays. Yeah. Where... 
now he has Diggs. Now he has John Brown. He has Cole Beasley. I know he had those guys last year, yeah. but I think just having that alpha yeah. in Diggs, <clears throat> I think, changed everything for Josh Allen. When is Sam Darnold going to get that alpha? When, when he gets traded. When, where? Where is he going? Let's talk through that. Uh, yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. <clears throat> I really think this is going to be a, a crazy offseason from yes. a quarterback perspective. Yeah. I mean, we already seen what happened with the Rams and Lions. Yep. Stafford going to L.A. Yep. Little, little pricey for my liking. Sure. But the Rams are going to pick at the end of the first round anyway. Who really cares? If it works out, who cares? And, and how about this? L.A. really don't give a fuck about draft picks. At all. In any sport. Nope. They want to get stars. I know yeah. Stafford is not Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think Stafford sucks at no, all. Stafford I think does not suck. Stafford is dope. He's yeah. just been with the Lions, who their claim to fame, their two best players ever, retired early. Yeah. Right? So, I think Stafford, yeah. Did they pay a lot for it? Sure. But that's their M.O. I think, I think McVay hasn't drafted someone in the first round. It might have been, like... I think no. that's the stat that I saw. They have not yet. They have not drafted. They've traded it for Cooks. They traded it for Ramsey. Well, they've had they had to get rid of them to get Goff to start with. Right. He was there. Well, Fisher was there when Goff got drafted. Right. Seventeen, he came in, so they didn't have picks because Goff. Um, they traded for Ramsey. They traded for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So I don't think they've picked the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they haven't. All. But regardless, they're a team who they don't really care about first-round picks anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it pricey? Yeah, but I also think it's a great deal for them. If it works out. Sure. Like, now, what, what, are, what, do we want it, what do we want to happen for it to work out? It has to be a Super Bowl win because golf got you to a Super Bowl. It has to be a Super Bowl win. Like, you traded Ooh, okay. six first-round picks to get golf. Mm-hmm. Well, six, four first-round picks to get golf. Then you traded two to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, it has to be a Super Bowl win for it to work out because he already got you to the Super Bowl. So you can't go to the Super Bowl and lose and think you won the trade. It's kind of similar to when Kirk <clears throat> Cousins became the quarterback for Case Keenum. Yep. Where everyone was you saying. got to get back to the NFC Championship game. At the bare minimum yep. for it to be a success. That's an interesting point, man. I haven't really heard that one it's yet. It's not been a success. Minnesota has been a dumpster fire since Kirk Cousins has been there. Yeah. But you knew that because he was a dumpster fire in Washington. So. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> If it, if it's Super Bowl or bust for you and, and you're the Rams, then yeah, the expectations are going to be really high. But I, I feel as if Stafford's going to elevate them to new heights. Who's he throwing to? I love Robert Woods. Cooper yeah, I Cup. love him as a two-three guy, not the number one guy. That's fair. Well, I I think having the the Rams are at their best when they have a running game. Yeah, who's and running I, the ball for them too? Cam Akers. I need more. Sure, that's very fair. He only played like three and a half games. No, but, but I mean, I need, I need more than him. Like, I can't just have him and spurts of Malcolm Brown. I need like a runner. Like that offense has gone downhill since Gurley's been gone. Mm. So I need like a runner. Like, in there. you don't think Cam Akers could be that? I don't think he's like your piece. I don't think he's your main piece in that offense. I think you need a runner, but, or you need multiple pieces like him. You need like Tevin Coleman's, like a bunch of those pieces, not just one Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. <clears throat> I don't know if I agree with that because they did feature him a lot in those games towards the tail end of the year. Yeah, but who? I mean, yeah, they played. They beat the Packers. Oh, they lost to the Packers. Yeah, but they they beat Seattle. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like we could talk. I don't know what happened in that game. That game was 
Russell Wilson was terrible for like the last eight weeks of the season. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. I think I think I read somewhere that Tyler Lockett got hurt. Yeah. And then that kind of Yeah. Against the Rams, ironically enough. There was like a play in the back of the end zone where he landed on his knee. And then from then on, I know my buddy Dom had him in fantasy. Yeah. And he was like sending us screenshots of like those wild like Tyler Lockett was having games where he was like this and then forty. And then it was fifty five. Yeah. And he was getting tight towards the tail end because DK Metcalf started taking over, but it was really, they were at their best when they had Lockett and Metcalf. And I feel like with Lockett getting hurt, that sort of derailed the momentum that they had because, dude, Russ had like 25 touchdowns before anyone else had 18 touchdowns. I also saw like this morning that like teams are calling the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And like who leaked that report is my thing. Was it like Russell's team? Was that the Seahawks? It's, it's always someone that leaks it. Yeah, but who did it and why did they do it? Like, that's not like information they don't want out there. You know, it's there the was... day after the Super Bowl. Like, that's information they want out right. there. Like, Russell probably wants out of Seattle. Or the Seahawks want to move on from Russell Wilson. Not that they should, but like, I know a team that has a number two overall pick that would take Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In a heartbeat. You know, it's <laughs> you know funny. The... Sierra had signed with some like new record company that was based in New York, and yep. that was like two years ago. There was a lot of Russell Wilson to the yep. Giants momentum before Daniel Jones. Plus but, the Browns, though, don't forget, like the Browns offered the first overall pick when they drafted Baker Mayfield to Seattle. They didn't take it. Yeah. So like he's always been in this on the trading block. Um, Yo, do you do you think? So I'm really fascinated by the Deshaun Watson story. Okay. And one of the main reasons why is because in the NBA, you see it all the time where a guy of his magnitude, like who, who would be the NBA player comp for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson? Watson? It'd probably be, uh, think of like a young guy who's had some playoff success, but the organization is clearly holding him back. Like I would say prior to this year, it'd be Devin Booker. Yeah. Would be that guy. Where, like, you look at Devin Booker, and I know he didn't have any playoff success yeah. with the Suns, but you'd be like, yo, this guy's dropping 28 a game. He's clearly the best player. No one is on the level of him, and they're only relevant and good because... It'd probably be Luka, honestly. Luka's a good one. He'd probably be the person I could think of who's like, you'd probably move the world to get him. He's not going to do anything in Dallas. That's not That place is not... It's not built for him. Damn, no. yo, that's a really good it's one. It'd probably be him, but, like, I don't know. That's the thing, like... So the reason why I bring that up is because I think Watson could be the first guy to pull an NBA superstar in the NFL. Be like, yo, look, I know I just signed this big contract. Yeah. I'm not playing here. Trade me. I don't know if he can pull that, though, with the new CBA with, like, the mandatory fines and stuff. How much money is he willing to lose is a question. Like, the teams have to find him. Before, it was, like, teams have the choice to find you. Now they don't have a choice. So he's 50 grand a day if he doesn't show up. How much money is he willing to lose? Is he willing to set out a season like Le'Veon Bell? I think a quarterback could do that. I don't think a running back could do that. I, I mean, I'm talking about the, the sitting out a year. I think running backs could do it. Like, why wouldn't you want to do it as a running back? Like, that's 300 less touches on your body. Like, yeah, Le'Veon's not as explosive, but he probably wasn't. He's probably on the tail end of that anyway. Sure. Like, his body is probably better off for sitting out a season than it was for taking 400 hits in that season. And it wasn't going to work on the Jets anyway. He came for the money. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah. He did came for the money. Like, it yeah, was never, he knew the line wasn't good. He yeah. knew Sam Darnold's a rookie. It was never going to work. Yeah. Got his money, got out of town. What <clears> would you say 
would you do you want Deshaun Watson on the Jets as a Jets fan? Are you? How about this? Are you? Uh, no, you're good. Are you off Darnold? I am not. Let me tell you. Because well, I'm I'll not either. Both, I'll answer both either. questions. So this is not a like, is Sam Darnold better than Deshaun Watson? We know that answer. We know Deshaun's better. Deshaun's a, what's it, top six quarterback. I'm not buying the top three, but top six, seven quarterback in the NFL. So, like, obviously, he is better than Sam Darnold. But when you look at Sam Darnold coming out, he's still, what, 23 years old, 24? I know he's younger than Joe Burrow. Yes. Um, He's had three offensive coordinators. He's had – this is going to be his third head coach if he survives. This will be his third head coach. His fourth season, he's been hurt. I can't tell you a receiver on the Jets, Jameson Crowder, who else has been his receivers. Which also, I, I, I'm in the camp of your best – we spent like 20 minutes one time, Alan yep. and I. Your best wide receiver can't be your slot receiver. Yes. Your best wide receiver could line up in the slot. Yeah. But your primary guy needs to be an outside guy. Unless you're New England and – your system's built around Edelman and those type of dudes and Brady and timing and those kind of things. Right. And you have an offensive line to protect that kind of stuff. Right. Like, usually these young quarterbacks come in, they have one of the others. Like, hey, your line's not good. Your receivers aren't good. He's had both. Like, look at the quarterbacks drafted, like Kyler Murray. Look what they did. They went and got Kenyon Drake. He has DeAndre Hopkins. They drafted some linemen. Um, Lamar Jackson. They've drafted tight ends, linemen. Running backs, even even. I mean, I'm not a Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Brown down, first round. That's a first round pick. Yeah. Who else you think about? Like, well, we talked about Josh Allen before. Josh Allen, look, they moved the world to build yeah. around him. What has the Jets done for for Sam Darnold? Name me an offensive player they've drafted since he's been here. That's been like Denzel Mims. Yeah, he's gonna be somewhat decent. Yeah, but he also missed a half the exactly. year, pretty much. Mackay Beckton, you drafted left tackle two years late. Okay, he's yeah. gonna be a decent piece if he stays in shape. Um, Adam Gase, you hot like. It's been the worst three year, like it's worse than the Josh Rosen thing. Like it's been the worst three years for a quarterback organizationally. Sam Darnold's had to deal with, and you've never heard him complain one time. I think the kid has the talent to do it. He just needs some support. He's the ultimate buy low guy right now. Yeah, because I I think if he goes to, you know, I've been sort of to use the wrestling term fantasy booking yeah. him going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, if he goes to Pittsburgh and he could sit behind Ben for a year. Or if Ben... No, you think right away? He's better than Ben at this point right now. Oh, that's a take. Yeah, but look what Ben's working with. Ben has all pro on the front of the line. He has... Look if Sam ended up... What if Sam would have got drafted by Cleveland instead of Baker? If he was throwing a Jarvis and Odell with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And that offensive line. And Joku Hooper, the O-line. Like, they probably would be closer to... Like, if he got drafted by Buffalo or like... Those type of teams. It's just like he has the talent to do it. It's like we haven't gotten a fair shot to see if he can do it. So, but like I said, if you get back to the Deshaun Watson thing, if you get the chance to get him, yes, but like at what cost? Like four first round picks, there's no chance. I'm not. Because what's going to be the difference if you swap Sam and Deshaun Watson? You put Deshaun in New York, you trade away four first round picks. What's the difference there? You think he can elevate Crowder or Herndon or LaMichael P. Ryan to the playoffs? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's why I think the the ideal scenario for Deshaun Watson would probably be Miami. Miami has Miami has the best potential trade package for Deshaun Watson that's not going to jeopardize their future. Future. Where the Jets would have to jeopardize their future. 
yes, in terms of like the Jets are also not a quarterback away from winning. So like the Jets need corners. The Jets need the Jets have the worst linebacking core like in the history of football. Like no joke. Like no joke. I've said this on Twitter. Like they have the worst linebacking core in the history of football. Um, you need linebackers. You need D linemen. You need receivers. Like if they're like San Francisco, who's probably a quarterback away, or I don't know if Miami's quarterback. I think Miami probably needs more weapons too. But teams like that should trade for Deshaun Watson. So, what would you be willing to give up for Watson? I would give up as a Jets fan. As a Jets fan, I would give up two ones. I'd probably give up two twos. So this is where I disagree with you. Yeah. Because if Jamal Adams goes for two ones, you're telling me that you wouldn't give up four ones for Watson? It's not about worth. That's not. That's nothing to do with me. Like we're shipping Jamal out. Like we didn't give anything up for Jamal. Like that has nothing to do with with us giving that away. Like. We gave Jamal for two months to build the team, and now we're giving those two away plus two more to bring in a quarterback when we're, like, so far away. If you wrote down all the issues with the Jets, quarterback is not the number one issue. That's a very good point. Like, you go down through, I think cornerback's the number one issue. You go linebacker, offensive line, receiver, tight end, running back. Like, Frank Gore had, like, five games with, like, 25 carries. (laughs) There's no chance you're winning – and respect to Frank Gore, but there's no chance you're winning yeah. any games. Like, I think I almost killed myself. I think the Jets do a wheel route to Frank Gore. I don't know what game it was, but it was like the Raiders game. was like the closest game we we're going to win. Third down, they threw a wheel route <laughs> to Frank Gore, and I'm just like, there's Come no. On, man. Like the D lineman, I think, just peeled off and ran yeah. <laughs> the sideline. I was like, we need help. So I'm willing to give up two ones, two twos, and that's if they don't trade Darnold in that trade. You know what I mean? So that way we can flip him for something else. Because mm. I don't want to trade Darnold in those packages. So, like, I want to be able to flip Darnold someplace else. Because Houston's going to want something back yeah, to Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, but, yeah, we also have the number two picks. So, like, our picks are more valuable than, like, let's say, I don't know what team in the well, San all, Francisco. Another reason why <laughs> I mentioned Miami is because they have the Houston pick. Yeah, to get that back. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. And then you look at that division after that. If you if Watson goes into that division, yeah, it becomes a Dolphin or the other way around. Like if he becomes a Jet, if you're in the rest like New England, yeah. there it's probably like, yo, what the hell? We're just we're in trouble. Who are they gonna have quarterback play? <laughs> Don't tell me Jared Stidham because the dude is terrible. So no, no, no. But I'm hearing a lot of Mac Jones, the t- the Saban Belichick ties. He really likes him. Is Mac Jones NFL ready? Probably not. Don't think so either. I'd say definitely not. Yeah, he's a guy who, if he goes in the first or second round, I think that's too high for him. You got to do those tails. You got to go back. Like Mark Sanchez, Mitchell Trubisky. You got to watch out for those one year, 15 game, 16 game I say that starts. All the time. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Like, not because like they're not good, but it's like they're going to come in the NFL and like, I've never seen any of that. Yeah. So even like Patrick Mahomes, they talk about how he played at Texas Tech. Like, yeah, not a good school for football, but. He played 50 games. Like, he's seen it all. Like, probably don't – I don't know if any of the dudes he played with are in the NFL <laughs> right now. So, um, Mac Jones is playing 16 games with everybody he's playing with is going to be in the NFL. Um, yeah, that's my biggest gripe with quarterbacks from big-time programs. Yo, give me a kid from North Carolina State over a kid from Bama at quarterback. If he could get, like, North Carolina State to, like – a New Year's Day Bowl. Yeah. I, I know they don't really mean as yeah. much as they used to, but I always talk about how, what you said, Mac Jones is playing with 
Devontae Smith, yep. Waddle, Waddle, the running back. Yep. It's like, yo, all Had these rugs last year. Yeah. Judy. Yeah. And then you look at the offensive linemen, how many of them are going to be yep. day one or two picks. Yep. So you have all this talent around you. And we didn't even mention the defense has yep. seven guys going yep. in the first round every year. That was the big issue that I had with Joe Burrow, but I'm taking the L on that. Yep. Where Joe Burrow had such an outstanding year at LSU, yeah. and all those guys are going into the league. We yeah. see what Justin Jefferson did this year was fucking ridiculous. I would say those guys weren't them before Burrow, though. Like I don't know who Justin Jefferson was before Burrow or Jamar Chase. I didn't hear those. So things. it was a collection of yes. everyone that elevated yes, themselves. But he was more of the catalyst, right? Like you look at Tua and Mac Jones, like or even Jalen Hurts, like all those receivers were good regardless of who stepped in to play quarterback. Mm. Um, if you look at Tua now, not the biggest fan of Tua. I like Tua, but, like, Tua's struggling now just because, like, he's reading defenses and, like, Henry's Ruggs is not open. Uh, Judy's not open. Like, Tua holds the ball. If you ever see, like, a Miami game, it's just, like, which is why Brian Flores is always, like, yanking him up because Fitzpatrick's not going to hold the ball. So, it's yeah. like, you got to let, like, if you ever saw, like, a clip of, like, Fitzpatrick on the sideline, he's like, you got to give your receivers a chance. Like they're not always just gonna be open. It's not gonna be these big wins. You gotta yeah, you gotta it, throw them open or you gotta, you gotta throw at least them give them a chance. chance to, and yeah. like two is struggling because like Alabama, like I'm sitting back there, and like Rugs is running past everybody or Judy. So um, I don't know if Mac Jones is ready for the NFL, but that's for Bill Belichick to decide. <laughs> so I don't think be. he's ever drafted a quarterback in the first round either. So like ever, I don't think so. What about drafting a wide receiver that's good in the first round? Or second you round. Harry's not good? Or? Nah. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. I mean, yo, his drafting. His, yo, are good. He, he can't draft receivers. I don't How think weird is that? Belichick can really draft anyone. If we're being serious, I mean, can you think of a draft pick that's like, he got a couple of those linebackers. Don't get me wrong. You got the high towers. You got the Brandon Spikes, mm-hmm. those kind of things. But in terms of just like offensively, you drafted Sony Michelle in the first round. That's not working. Um, who else you got? I guess they drafted whoever your left tackle is now. What's the chance? No, what happened to Nate Solder? Nate Solder? Yeah, he, he opted out this okay. year, so yeah. he was like their last, also first round pick. Yeah. But like, well, I, I think he was like he drafted Gronk. He wasn't a first round pick though. That's that's true. So, yeah, and neither was Aaron Hernandez. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which I mean, like I said. That balances out like he's getting good gems at outside of round one to make up for. But they're not drafting. Yeah. Like I can't tell you a first round pick in New England that's been good. Like I can't even go back and be like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think too. Hightower's like the only one I can think of. Is the last one that I can think of. Pretty much. Like Isaiah Wynn was a first round pick, but he tore his Achilles like right twice. off the bat, and then he got hurt again. Yeah, it's weird. Can't think of a first round pick. So I I would give up pretty much anything to get Watson. For your Giants. Oh, for the Giants, I'd give up the rights to my first child. I'd Listen, give up the parking spot. Yes, but what good is that going to do? Like, who is Daniel Jones thrown to right now? Don't get me wrong. Daniel Jones sucks. But who is he? What's his surrounding cast right now? Golden Tate? That's his. You want to hear a terrible take I used to have what? over the summer? Yeah. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> I said that if you look at the skill position players the Giants have. Yeah. Running back, tight end, and wide receivers. Three wide receivers. You couldn't find a better skill position unit in football. Is that before Odell left, or is that after? This is like this this summer that so just. So you talking about like Slayton? I'm talking about like Slayton, Tate, Tate. Shepard, Ingram, oh, Barkley. Oh boy, they might, they might all not be on the team. 
Like Ingram can't catch. Ingram is the if, fastest dude in the world and can't catch. Yo, Ingram's gonna want to get paid this year, and they're gonna say that he's a Pro Bowl tight end. Yeah. I'm gonna whip up like a 17 minute <laughs> video of him costing them games. I'm dropping every ball. Unbelievable. Slayton's good. Slayton is good if he's like your number three option. He's probably good enough to be your number two. Yeah, he's. He, you know what it is with Slayton, man. He has a different skill set from the other guys. Like Tate and Shepard, the Tate signing, I I hated from the beginning because <laughs> you have Shepard. Yeah. They're the same guy. You look at the PFF stuff and go to advanced analytics. They do everything the same. Tate's probably better with the yak, though. Right. Yeah. But all their and routes are out the slot. Yep. Ingram is the most affected out the slot. Yep. So you're just bringing in Tate on a terrible contract where you already have guys that do what he does best anyway. Yeah, but does it, is that a reflection on them or Daniel Jones? Like, what can Daniel Jones do well in terms of throwing a football? The only thing Daniel Jones <laughs> could do well is... Run pass options, RPOs. and when then when that's not there, it is a disaster. This guy turns the ball over every single game, bro. Nah, he had like a three game streak this year where he didn't turn it over. Cause I yeah, because they played the Bengals it was like twenty five straight games. Yeah, it was it was bad. And you're talking about like the same mistakes over and over again too. That's that's the thing that irks me about Daniel yeah. Jones is there's no growth to. All right, yo, I'm not going to roll out while the guy's taking me down. I'm going to yeah. throw up a prayer. Like, he's still doing that. Who is who is your OC right now? It is was it? Jason Garrett. Okay. Not bad. Um, they were 15th in the NFC in offense this year. <laughs> Guys, there's 16 so like, teams yeah. in the NFC. <laughs> Last question. Were you a Dwayne's Haskins guy? No, not at all. I was say I thought you wanted Dwayne. Over oh no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay, I was very upset that Washington let him go. Oh, I wanted <laughs> him to never, stay. He was never going to play there. Dwayne Haskins is so bad, I can't even. Another guy, one year, one year, right? Wasn't he a, yeah. a one year wonder in yeah. Ohio State? Yeah, one year starting. Yep. Just he had a what fifty touchdowns as a Heisman finalist and throwing all these touchdowns against Northwestern and BYU and yeah. comes to the league and like literally thinks there's 20 defenders on the field when he's dropping back throw football. So, and always finds one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pretty much. So. <clears throat> all right. I think another, another name that is interesting, man, is Carson Wentz. Oh, yep. You know, he was going to come up. Yep. He's another guy who I'm not ready to give up. Give Why? up. Why? You're like entrenched with like these physical tools. Like I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, no, Carson's broken. Like you think so? Do you think he's broken or do you think he's broken in Philly? Because, bro, they built a statue for Nick Foles. Yeah, but so he's fact sensitive. This... Carson Wentz is sensitive. That's why he's broken. Sensitive, dude. Hasn't been the same without Frank Wright. I know I'm not going out on a limb here. Like, everyone. Yeah, but Frank Wright did nothing for him. Frank Wright did that for Nick Foles. But, he, but that 2017 season, he was the OC for them. Yeah, but do you remember? They weren't ever, like, they never mentioned Frank. It was always like John Filippo. You remember? That's all they Yeah, that was the name. Yeah, yeah. John Filippo. John Filippo, who ended up going to Minnesota. To Minnesota right. Um, got fired, like, five games into the season. <laughs> and then went down to Jacksonville, then the same thing. So, like, I don't know. Like, Well, the thing that everyone's holding on to, and I am as well, is he was really special in 2017. And I know that's that's four years ago. Yep. I get that. But RG3 was really special in 2012. <laughs> so, so throwing it out there. No, nah, bro, that's, that's not fair, though, because I think with Wentz, right? With Wentz, dude, what he did last year was impressive. Where he brought that team into the playoffs. I know the division sucked, but 
was it? It was the first time in NFL history that no receiver had over 500 or 800 yeah, yards. Like that, yeah, like, dude, Greg Ward yeah. and, and Matt Hollins and yeah. shit. Like that. That was crazy what he did. Yeah. So that was impressive to me. He uh, they had Alshon Jeffrey for one playoff run. I know they yep. won the Super Bowl, but he was never in the lineups. No. Nope. You look at what Aguilar did with with, with the Vegas Raiders this yep. year. Like that dude. He's probably going to get $12 million a year this year. I think you're talking about issues with the Eagles now, like not just that stuff. Well, I think, it was, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I don't think it's that Wentz is bad. I think it's the front office. I think it's the 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 talent around them, guys being hurt. Wentz is also bad, but yes, we can go. Wentz is also bad. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair if you feel that way. I don't. He's throwing interceptions, though. Like interceptions, like, is not always, like, who you have around you, like. I think a lot of making. those, a lot of those interceptions. Mind you, I hate the Eagles more yeah. than every team, like yeah. ever in my life. You're giving him the hero ball def- uh, defense, though. Like he's trying to play hero ball. There's nothing around. That's him. how I feel when I watch him. I think he doesn't know what's happening. And don't get me wrong, like I know, like nobody's gonna want to throw to Greg Ward and Arcega White. Nobody's yeah, gonna yeah. want to throw those people. Yeah. Went. Uh, Ertz wasn't really the same person last year. Ertz is shot now. Yep. Ertz is, it, Dallas of, Godard has been yep. the better tight end for like 18 months now. The offensive line is old. Like Jason Peters is still playing. Like, come on. Kelsey. Offensive line's old. So, like. They lost Brooks also. Yep. To me, it's kind of like the Rams. Look at both of those teams the last time they were in the Super Bowl. And look at what they have now. Like, the lines have aged. The receivers have phased out. The running backs are gone. Now it's all on the quarterback. Like, they put it all on Jared Goff last year, and they blamed him because they couldn't. Do start a playoff game with a pin in his finger, and they blamed him yeah. for losing. Carson is very talented quarterback, but, like, he's another one of those dudes, like, always injured, was injured in college. I think he had, like, one really good season in college in a smaller level of competition. I don't think Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback. I, thought we saw, I think we saw a flash, and that was – all we're ever going to get from him, regardless of where you go put him. If you go put him in Indy, I think we saw that flash is over. RG3's flash, over. I think it's over. You see, with Indy, I think it's such a good situation for any quarterback that goes there. I think Darnold would be dope going to Indy as well. If you're in a run heavy, like, they say that, but I look at the passing game, it's like, who who are these people? Right. It's like, well, Pittman, Pittman is dope. Pittman is dope. I wanted the Jets to draft him, yeah. but they didn't draft him, but... T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's probably not going to re-sign with them. He's probably shot anyway. Yeah, Paris Campbell. I haven't seen him in the game. Yeah, I know, I know. Look at the playoff game, the last drive. Rivers is throwing to, like, Dontrell Inman and Pasquale or whoever he's playing. Yeah, Pasquale. Yeah, come come on. Um, So, I don't know. I think Carson is shot, but I'm sure some other team who is always like, I'm smarter than you, is going to go and take him in and do something like who would you rather take a stab on, Darnold or uh, Wentz? Depend on the situation, probably Darnold. Honestly, I'd probably take, of them, all the quarterbacks in the carousel, probably Jameis Winston over any one of them. I'd probably take the stab on him. Well, I think he becomes a quarterback in New Orleans. <sighs> I don't know. There's don't know. no way they could look at what Taysom Hill did this year and the spot starts that he had. And Why didn't they start Jameis, though? I think because they paid Taysom Hill what they paid him. There's that thing in the organizations also that they do. Yeah, but Taysom literally lost you the first seed in the in the in the playoffs. Yeah, he lost you the number one seed because he went and lost to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, in a in a game, and then 
he lost you that that seed. Um, I could see him staying in New Orleans, Jameis, but I think Jameis's price tag is going to be. I think he could get like a Teddy Bridgewater type deal someplace else. Three years, twenty two. Yep. yep. Per I think year. Like if Jameis was in. I don't know what kind of teams. I mean, I think if Jameis was in San Fran, he's probably a better option than Jimmy G or, you know, those type of places. I think James probably an upgrade from Derek Carr and. You know what? Vegas. You know what team I think I would be looking to make a move if I was them? The Broncos. You're talking to a Drew Locke fan here, so you can't. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Don't get me wrong, though. Like, he didn't play well last year. Um, But what is Vic Fangio? Vic Fangio, I think, is my problem in Denver, like, honestly. Like, I think he's going to be gone. Well, there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that – I just think are tremendous coordinators. Yeah. But they don't got the charisma to be a head coach. Yeah, Vic. He's one of them. Rex Ryan. I feel that way about Salah, too. I don't know yet. Well, we'll see. I don't know yet. I think we'll see. That I, don't, I, I felt can, that I can, way about Pat Shermer, I too. I could see him falling into that, like, he's so energetic for defense and, like, can have you run through a wall for one side of the ball. Like, how does he manage the team? Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, Rex Ryan, great defensive mind, can't manage a team. I think Todd Bowles is in that same boat of like defense, hammer it out. Can I manage the team? Can I manage 53 personalities? All that kind of stuff. Like Bruce Aarons, like, do you think Bruce Aarons is like a top something coach? Do you ever get that vibe of like Bruce Aarons is going to X and O anybody in football? No. Or he's going to out coach someone? No, I, <laughs> I always saw Bruce Aarons even the time when he was. Like his his claim to fame was kind of him just stepping in for Chuck Pagano, yeah, right, and then what he did with Andrew Luck that first yeah. year, and then but don't forget Manning too. He was Peyton Manning's. I don't know if he's a quarterback coach or an OC as a rookie or. But he was year. with him. Yes, he was with him. But also Big what he Ben's did with OC. What he did with with Carson Palmer. Yep, Carson Palmer was gonna retire because yep. he didn't want to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, and then he shot in Oakland. Yep. Then he goes to Arizona, and he was an MVP candidate yep. the, those two seasons. Yep. So it was the one year he got hurt. Remember, he tore his ACL. Yep. And then the next year, it might have been where they ended up going to like the championship. NFC Championship yep. game against the, the, the Panthers. Panthers. Yep. Got crushed. So I think Arians is – he's another guy who I feel as if he's a tremendous coordinator. Like if he's your offensive coordinator – I don't even know if he's that, though. I think he's a good head coach in terms of – He's the person you want managing personalities. He's your CEO. Like, and he's very good at like, if you ever look at all of Bruce Aaron's staffs in terms of in Arizona now, like he's very good at hiring very good, competent people that he doesn't have to watch over. Kind of like Andy Reid. Like, we know Andy Reid's the X and O guy, but like Andy Reid always has good coordinators that he's not. Like Spagnolo's a head coach. Uh, all these coordinators been head coaches, Nagy, Peterson, Bienemy. He doesn't have to watch over either side of the ball. He's just doing his thing. And I think Aaron's is perfect for that, um, which I'm not sure every coach has. So, Yeah, I want to ask you something about the enemy. And, and you've, you've uh, told me in the past yeah. how you like when I have these conversations and I'm not just having it with two white dudes, yep. right? My stance on the enemy is – and my whole stance on the whole black quarterback, yeah. black head coach thing yeah. is – Hire the best guy for the job. Yep. Bienemy is color. Bienemy is clearly the best guy for a job. Okay. 
my whole thing was last year when he didn't get the head coaching job, Biennemi was in a very unique position where yeah. he's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. He's underneath a guy who's a legend in Andy Reid. He's coaching a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. His stock is never going to decrease. He's not one of these coordinators that's going to have that one season where, oh, my God, Joe Brady in Carolina, right? See, I disagree. I think his stock can't increase. I think his stock can only decrease because, like, everything they don't do is going to be attributed to him. So, like, you don't think they're talking about him scoring nine points yesterday, even though it's not really on him? Like, he's won a Super Bowl. He has Mahomes that won an MVP. Everything he does from here on can only get can worse. only decrease. I haven't thought about that. His That's value tremendous. in terms of what they think, because like every excuse they give you is like he's never called plays. Okay, well neither did Matt Nagy, neither did Doug Peterson, but somehow they're able to go get a head coaching job. Um, then they hit him with the running back thing. It's like he's a running back. Like we've really truly never seen a running back go to offensive coordinator in the NFL. It doesn't happen. It's always a quarterback driven receiver. Coaching, like you don't get running backs. Why is that? Do we know what the? I know they people just think running backs aren't as smart. They don't have the responsibility in terms of a quarterback, like a grasp on offense. But clearly, he's been coaching for twenty years, so I know he has that. Um, so that, like I said, it's just another excuse they throw out there um, for that. Just look at like Deuce Staley. Like, why hasn't he had an opportunity? Deuce Staley's been coaching for since he got out the league. Yeah, so like two thousand six. Yeah, he's also been like an associate head coach for like ten years. So it's like if his coach ever got hurt or stuff, he would be the one to step in. Never even got like got one interview. And then the Eagles had like five different head coaches. And they just hired this dude. I don't know Nick Sirianni is like not disrespecting him, but I don't know who the dude is. Yeah. They hired him over a dude who's been in your organization as an associate head coach. But he's a running back. So but I don't know. I don't know. The Eric Bennett thing is crazy. I joke a lot because I got a lot of friends that like love Eric Bennett. So I joke a lot just like you really want to hire this dude? Like, he just scored nine points. Like, you really want. But I think something's happening. But I also think Airbnb has his choices. Like, do you want to take the Lions job as Airbnb? Do you want to leave Mahomes to go coach the Lions? Do you want to go coach Houston when you don't know if Deshaun Watson's even going to be there? Do you want to go to Atlanta in a rebuild? Like, I think he can wait. And obviously, with Andy Reid being there, it's like, hey, listen, like, you probably don't want to go. Did he probably want the L.A. job? Probably, but like, do you want to play Patrick Mahomes ten years for the next for the next ten years? But yeah. also, as a black coach, you always have to understand your first job is probably your last one. So, like, you're either going to retire out of that job or you're going to get fired, and it's probably going to be your last head coaching job. So, like, I can't think of a black head coach that's gotten like a second. Well, who just got hired? I don't know if black head coach in the NFL lately who's gotten like a second job. Yeah, like I've never Adam thought Gates of that. Got fired. Yeah, I've never got hired like the next day. I've never thought <laughs> of that, but I, you're right. Like I'm trying to think. Like off the top of my head, Todd Bowles became a defensive coordinator. Yep. Um, Tomlin is still there. Thomas Hiller, he's great. Marvin Lewis left Cincinnati. He, he was probably in Cincinnati too long. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Tomlin's gonna get a job the next day if he gets fired from Pittsburgh. He's gonna job next. He's well, didn't Hugh back. Jackson get a second job? Hugh Jackson was the interim though. Ah, uh, so yes. it wasn't really his job. Yes, yes, yes. And then look at the job he had to take. The absolute worst fucking job in sports four years ago. It's Cleveland Browns. Um, he's never going to get another head coaching job unless he goes to the college ranks. 
Um, you look at uh, this dude that they just, David Cully, who they just hired for Houston. He's 65 years old. He's been coaching for like 30 years and never got a head coaching job. Leslie Frazier now with Buffalo. He's a Buffalo. Guy. Probably never going to get another job. Um, this dude doesn't even know if his quarterback's going to be there. But he took the job. He's like, this is my, like, I'm getting offered a head coach job. Like, they're so rare. Am I going to get it again? I'm going to get it again. But then, you, like I said, you look at Adam Gates. Did nothing in Miami. Hired, like, the next week for another head coaching job. You look at Cliff Kingsbury, who's had no experience in the NFL. Losing record in college. Hired by the, the Arizona Cardinals. Just look like a bunch of these dudes. Just like, they've done nothing in the NFL. And they got hired. Like, no disrespect to Urban Meyer, but it's like, he's done nothing on the NFL level. Bring him on up. Bring him on up. So. It's always weird with the college guys coming into the pros because they have all that cachet from being, yeah, like a staple in college. But a lot of them have NFL experience. Like, Matt Rule, coach in the NFL. Like, Doug Marone, coach in the NFL before he went to Syracuse. What's that to do? Pete Carroll, obviously, was in the NFL. So, a lot of them have that NFL Obviously, Nick Saban was on a Browns, had that NFL experience. But, like, Cliff Kingsbury, like, come on. And then you let him – because Steve Wilkes, don't forget, he was the black head coach. Yeah. You, one season, you drafted Josh Rosen. Um, you didn't like the Josh Rosen, so you let Kingsbury come in and then tr- draft a new quarterback. Like, why is the GM still there? Like, if your head coach sucked in one year, you drafted a quarterback in the top ten, he didn't work. Like, how is your GM still there? To hire a new coach. And I'm just like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense to me with the whole thing. And then you give, like, Kingsbury all this power to draft a new quarterback when you just spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. Like, you traded up to get Josh Rosen. And then you got him to trade out. And then your GM is still there making those decisions. So, it's a lot of things happening with the Eric B thing. I think he'll get a job. I think he's being choosy. He wants the right job. He might be waiting out Andy Reid. Who knows? Um... Who knows? I think he'll get a job, though. I kind of put this idea in my head that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Reed yeah. was going to retire, and then BNME was going to step in. Yeah, and he'll do that. And, like, and this is the How thing. old is BNME? Do we know? He's in the 50s, 51. 50s. But this is the crazy part. Like, Mike Kafka is, like, the quarterback coach on the Chiefs. He's the next guy in line. Watch him possibly get a job for Eric BNME. Because you're going to say, oh, he's so intimate with Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're just gonna come That's the glue guy. Yeah. That's the guy you know, who he goes to. Yeah, yeah. You can see day. that already. They're gonna completely skip over the enemy because that's what, like now they're doing. Like Brandon, what's the dude from the Rams that just got the LA job? Staley, right? The dude was like a linebackers coach in like 2018. Yeah, like dudes like Vic Fangio who had to be like a coordinator for like fucking 50 years. Yeah, just to get a chance. Like these dudes are like getting jobs at fucking 38 years old with no experience as a head coach. And do then they wonder why. Yeah. Four years you're hired. But do you, do you think that's because of the big influx of young coaches that has come into the league? That's worked. Lafleur, Shanahan. There's always McVay. been young coaches in the NFL. Like, there's always been young coaches. Yeah, but I feel like this go round, there's been a lot more of guys in their 30s getting jobs, and it it working right away. Yeah. But who's worked other than McVay and Shanahan? I think Lafleur has worked. I know he got Rodgers, but, bro, they've been to the NFC title game back-to-back years. It's it's worked. To that point, yes. It, it's working. You know what I mean? But, like, McCarthy got them to a Super Bowl and championship games. Like, you didn't bring him in to get you to the same place. You brought him in to get you over the hump. And they haven't gotten there yet. 
So, like, even with Kyle Shanahan, like, yeah, the Niners were not good, but, like, he also just blew a Super Bowl in Atlanta and then came and blew a Super Bowl last year. Like, they had, like, a 13-point lead with seven minutes left. He blew a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, McVay didn't – I don't think he say he blew a Super Bowl, but, like, you got to Super Bowl and you lost to Belichick. So, like, you're playing – like, you're not hiring a coach to get you to the Super Bowl. Yo, you think Brady got some crazy Zen powers that just shuts down <laughs> opposing offenses just by being there? No. Think about it, bro. Like the Rams, that Rams team yeah. was a wild ass offense. They yeah. couldn't do nothing against the Patriots. Yeah, because Belichick got on that ass. And then and then what happened yesterday in the Super Bowl? Like Chiefs best offense ever and shit. And then just We had a me and my boy had an argument about our bowls and Spagnolo of like who's a better DC. And I was just like Spagnola had to talk about the great escape. That was Spagnola's best game he was ever coached. He's only won. He's won that Super Bowl. He wasn't there when the Giants said, I don't know who the DC was. Uh, Perry Fuel. Fuel. So he wasn't there with the second one. Um, he had Mahomes last year. So it's just like, outside of those three games, like what what has Spagnola ever given you? Yeah, he became like the Rams coach for a little bit. Rams coach got much. fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the, the Saints in 2012. Literally the worst defense in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, the worst. I think they gave up, like, 5,000 yards that season. Worst. And I was like, Todd Bowles has always had a track record of good defenses. Like, even when he was on the Jets, good defenses. Was in Arizona when they went to the championship game. Good defenses. Um, so, it's not surprising that he put together that type of game plan. Because if you watch that first game they played, the second half, I think the Chiefs scored three points in the second half. Because I think it was 28 to 14 or something at halftime, like, they ended up being, like, 31-27. So, like, I think that second half of that game, he got his blueprint going, and then, yeah. All right, man. Let's start to wrap this up a little bit. I want to ask you a couple of uh, personal life questions as well. Yep. How you like living in Nevada? Uh, it's not bad. Where um, are you exactly? Reno. So, Reno's north, northern Nevada, so right at the border of California. So, like, South Lake Tahoe, Reno bleeds right into South Lake Tahoe. So, pretty nice. If you've never been to South Lake Tahoe or Lake Tahoe at all, beautiful, like, beautiful place. Casinos, um, gambling type stuff. So, how far is that from Vegas? Uh, Reno's about seven hours from Vegas. So, is that driving? Yeah, seven hours driving. Probably 45 minute flight. Um, definitely a good drive because obviously Vegas is as far south. Mm. as you can get so um is it like one straight drive yep, through or one straight that's the boondocks like backwood how long have you been out there now uh about three years so march will be three years yeah march 18 yeah be three years so we've been out there so it's nice living on the west coast is good reno's obviously being north so snow and weather's pretty similar to new york so it's not like i'm not living in palm trees and those kind of <laughs> things further down in vegas yeah you got those hot desert Probably hot more all year round. You're not going to get snow, but we got snow. And Oh, um, interesting. I didn't yep. know that. Yep. I just saw all Nevada was nope. the same. Nope. So, like I said, being by Lake Tahoe, you got the snow, you got the mountains, all that kind of stuff. So, pretty much regular weather, four seasons. Down in Vegas, you're going to get just summer, maybe a spring, and just straight hot, hot, hot weather. You ever plan on leaving from there or what? Mm, at this point, no. Got the job. We just bought a house, kicking it. The wife's family's close. So, at this point, we're good where we're at. But, like, you know me. We've moved around a bunch of times. Yeah, So, yeah, like, yeah. I can say that now and then tomorrow, like, yeah, we're moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming yeah, back, we're bro. we're moving to fucking Mississippi fucking tomorrow. So. But, yeah, we don't know. 
at this point. How cool is it? I've always said anytime I've been out west and pretty much I've only been to Vegas. Yeah. I love the time difference. Yep. Like the, the the watching sports got to be amazing. Oh, my God. Like, if you're like Monday night football, Sunday night football, I know the East Coast starts at like 8.20. The game's over at maybe before midnight, if you're lucky. Um, so, yeah, on us, three-hour difference. Monday night football starting at uh, 5.20, and then Sunday night football starting at 5.30. Game's over at 8.30, 9. You can still do some shit yeah, after, still do bro. stuff, like, good for Dude, you know how many times... I'll be like, yo, I want to watch the game tonight. And then someone will be like, yo, let's hang out after. Let's get on Xbox or some shit. Yeah. Or let's go out to a bar. I'm like, bro, it's midnight, yeah. dude. Like, if I'm not already out, I'm yeah. not leaving my crib to go out at yeah. midnight. Like, I need to be out already. Yeah. Whereas over there, I could be like, yo, you know what, man? Monday Night Football, I could go to the gym after. Could you imagine being like a journalist waiting for the game to end to do like your article or like <laughs> that kind of stuff? Like, on the East Coast. Oh, man. You got to wait until the game's over. Put your review together. Even you, for your podcast, you want to have informed information. Yeah. Wait till the end of the game. Game goes into overtime. <laughs> overtime. Oh, you're goodness. up until 1230. Got to wake up at 4 a.m. to do your other job, you know. So, yes. Lovely. Lovely being on the West Coast. For that time. You know, for that. And then 10 a.m. games. You guys wait until 1. Mm. My game's at 10. I just wake up and it's 930. My game starts at 10. I'm sure everyone listening to this right now that's from the West Coast is yep. like, yeah, yep. turn that up, Steph. <laughs> yep. Keep, keep yep. talking to yep. him. So, lovely. How uh, how different is the living out there? Definitely different. So, like, not really much public transportation. So, there is, like, a bus, but there's no, like, subways or it's, like, pretty much everybody has a car. It was funny, bro, because you, you grew up in Queens and you're like, yo, how do I get to your crib, man? I haven't been on the subway in yo, forever. I had no clue how to get here. Like, I was on, like, my phone trying to figure out how to, like... Like, what train I got to get Damn, on? you've been out the game what for a direction, while. What direction I got to go to? So, yeah, it's crazy. But, no, nah, it's pretty cool. Everybody has a car. Got to use it to get places because there's no, like, I can't hit up a bodega down the street because there's nothing like that. You got to go to Walmart, get in your car, and do stuff. So, so yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm an idiot. I forgot to turn on the camera for that. Oh, well, but whatever. It's okay. good. We yep. got the audio, so that's okay. all that really matters. <laughs> but from here on out, yeah. you'll be able to get video yeah. for this one. But, uh, man, it's uh, it's really cool. You know, I like, I respect people like you a lot who get up and leave their hometown. Yeah. I always, I always harp on this, how it's about 70% of people never leave their home state. Yeah, that's crazy. It's always been a dream of mine to leave, yeah. to leave. but I never had nothing, bro. Yeah. I never had something that... You left. You went to Buffalo. You yeah, were, but that's like... still New York. Like, I know, I know it's like seven hours away, but I'm talking yeah. about... Actually getting up and moving, yeah. dude. I never had anything that I can That's tough. actually support myself yeah. with. I got an associate's degree. Yeah. It's coming. You know, like it's coming. I this is this is the first time that I have something that like I can actually I can move to Houston or LA, yeah. Miami, wherever, and I can actually support myself. Yeah. It hasn't gone to that point yet. Yeah. But it's it's going yeah, towards yeah. that point. So it's always been a dream of mine to leave New York. Yeah. I can't do this snow shit no more, bro. I know. It's crazy. And like my mom was asking, like, I'm going to come to Reno because she same thing. She's like, oh, y'all don't get snow. It's I was like, we just got two feet last week. Just like <laughs> literally like I walked out the house and it was up to my knees. We just got two feet of snow. Damn. She's like, yeah, I'm not coming there. She's like, I'll probably go to Colorado. I was like, yeah, they're going to get more snow than me and you. So she's looking for a place to go as well. But yeah. Living in Phoenix was perfect because we never got that snow and right, right, right. all that stuff. But I don't mind the snow, but I wouldn't mind getting out of it, you know. 
That's Man, wild. it's it's been like sub thirty degrees for about three weeks now, bro. Yeah, it's it's just it just sucks. So for me, like we're growing the podcast, and yeah. the podcast is doing really really well. And I use I use this off season, the football off season, yeah. is when I start to experiment. Yep, like long form conversations. You're gonna get one every week. The yep. podcast and yep. chill. But then there's always going to be a current, like a current events podcast as well. So like everything happening, I'm going to dive into hoops. I'm watching a lot more NBA than okay. I have in, yeah. a, in a long time because I don't got cable, yeah. but I got League Pass on, yeah. on the Xbox. So I'm watching games every night. So I'm going to be diving into more NBA. But I'm just, uh, you know, I, I just haven't in the past, bro. I just never had, I don't know no trade. I'm not an electrician <laughs> yeah. or a plumber. I can't move to Reno yeah. and then be, you'll be like, yo, I can get you a job. As an accountant, it's yeah. like, nah, I can't. Yeah. I don't have any of that. So it's been, I don't want to call it a bucket list, but it's been a, a pipe dream of mine for yeah. sure. It's coming though. Your podcast is mobile, so you can pick up your yeah. cameras and go wherever you want to go. Yeah, man. I'm uh, keeping my fingers crossed and just continuing to just work at it. Dude, I've been doing it for five and a half years. It's a long time. August will be six. So speaking of podcasts, what are some of the podcasts you listen to? Even like people like that you're... Like damn, that person's dope, or like that person's obviously Joe Rogan. Okay, um, I take him for what he is. Yeah, like I don't go to him to get political advice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, I don't get political <laughs> yeah. advice from anybody. Yeah, like, dude, I'm not even bullshitting you. Yeah. I don't even know what lean left and lean right yeah. means. Conservative, liberal. I just, I just, you I know that need, there's a Democrat and Republican. That's it. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> at his core, that guy's a comedian. Yep. Right and. I like his style of doing interviews. It's really conversational based. Yeah. Which is something that I like to do. I like Bill Simmons. Okay. Um, and then after that, those are probably the two guys that I listen to every podcast. Okay. Everybody else, it's sort of sporadic and yeah. guest dependent. Like, I love Stone Cold. Okay. Obviously, you can tell yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> but when he has a certain wrestler or, you know, he's had on like Joey Diaz. Yeah. He's had on... Like Tom Segura, another yeah. comedian that I like. Then I'll listen to it, but there are episodes where I skip over yeah. and I won't listen to. He's my guy. Yeah, but, but still... it's just. And then, um, honestly, man, that's it. All the podcast app, my podcast app. Yeah, I have my show on there because yeah. I get paid per download, yeah. so I do download yeah. my own yeah. show. Yeah. I don't listen to myself because yeah. it's gotten to a point now where... So go download that. Just so yeah, yeah, go definitely. Down. Please go download <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And if you have Spotify, yeah. download on both. Yeah. Why not? But besides that, and like a couple of my friends have podcasts, so I just show love. And even yeah. if I don't listen to theirs, yeah. I'll just like download, download it so yep. it's like a, a yep. listen. Giving away some secrets right yep. now. <laughs> but that's really it, man. I don't really listen to many podcasts. I've started listening to old podcasts like yeah. old joe rogan's yeah. old joey diaz stuff and whatnot what about sports though you didn't <clears throat> really mention anybody who does bill simmons man that's about it was that really? the unfiltered what's his name of his thing the ringer the ringer okay. yeah is that uh, name of his podcast his podcast is no nah, it's it's the ringer network platform, yeah. yeah his podcast is the bill simmons okay. report or bs he used report. to be on hbo though he, he used to do a show on well, undefeated what was this uh, he was Grantland on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. But Everybody he used to have a show. ESPN, yeah, so. he used to have a show on HBO. But that wasn't really a podcast. That was like an actual production yeah. and shit. But yeah, man, I don't really... I read a lot of people's stuff. Yeah. And that's where I get my notes and my stats and whatnot. But besides that, I don't really listen to many podcasts. I listen to like Joe Budden podcasts, which I love. 
So I'm Joe Budden's another one who, yeah. like, the time he had Pusha T on after yep. his beef with yep. Drake, yep. I listened to that. Yep. He did one with Big Sean, which I thought was dope, and I listened to. That might have not been a podcast. That might have been, like, an interview he did. Yeah. But a lot of it is guest-dependent for yep. me. His, um, you know, like, you've seen, like, Nori, like, Drinking Champs? You yeah, know? yeah. I love that. I don't know. I just stumbled upon that, like, a couple weeks ago where he was doing uh, Ace Hood. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm onto onto this. Um, Sports-wise, I mean, I know, like, Ryan Rosillo and them used to have, like, some SVP Yeah, I used to listen to SVP and Rosillo. And used yeah. to have those, but, like, those are probably those aged out, you know, those kind of podcasts. I'm not a big Barstool. I don't know. You already know I'm not a big Barstool, yeah. <laughs> Barstool fan, so I don't really listen to those, like, Nah, I don't listen to any Barstool podcasts either. I know some guys over there. They're pretty cool. I mean, yeah. they've been cool to me, but yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's it's very like frat boy lifestyle. I was lifestyle. just about to say, like, the target audience is definitely frat boy. Well, that's why they're always going to thrive and survive because you're always going to have kids yep. coming into college. And then, dude, I didn't know what Barstool was until I went to Buffalo. Yeah. I saw the logo and shit. And yep. then from there on, Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never knew all yeah. that. So, yeah, man, that's really, <clears throat> when it comes to podcasts, those are the only ones I yeah. listen to. Okay. And there's there's some people on like Blue Wire Network who when they get certain guests on or yeah. certain topics I'll listen to as well. But okay, that's really it, man. What's your dream interview or dream podcast person to kick it with? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good or one. Or two or three, you know. Obviously, I know. Yeah, Mr. Stone Cold, Stephen Stone, Austin, Stone Cold for sure. Yeah, I would love my actual number one. I want to do a podcast with Giannis. Okay, I want to do it in Greek. Okay. Obviously, be, my yeah. audience wouldn't be yeah. able to understand yeah. it. It'd yeah. be something where I'd have to have uh, subtitles yep. on and probably a video thing. Okay. But I could speak it, read it, write okay. it fluently, so I'd be able to to chat with him. And, okay. you know, obviously, he knows English yes. as well, but I think that could be something dope. And then okay. it could air in Greece and shit, yep. too. I think that'd be pretty far. Also, I would love to I would love to get, I mean, Stone Cold, without yeah. saying, but... Man, I haven't really thought about anyone else. Those are probably the two. I would love to talk to Dame Lillard. Okay. Probably my favorite basketball Dame, player. Yep. LeBron also. Yep. Not even about hoops, man. Like LeBron. Everything. Yeah. Life. Yeah. LeBron's well rounded. Yeah. Everything. And then I feel like I'd be able to get along with like Odell. Yeah. You can get him to stop dancing. Can, yeah. You know, or show me some moves yeah. too or some shit. But yeah, that's really it, man. That's a good question. I never had someone ask me that. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Let's wrap it up. Yes, sir. We got to do something else after. We got to do the six pack. It's pretty. Okay. It's a Patreon exclusive, but cool. Stefan, you're the man. Yes, I uh, glad to know you and Appreciate to call you a friend. You. Yes, sir. And I feel like we've gotten closer post playing yes, days. Yep. But uh, it, you you taught me a lot about like being a man and being a leader. Man. Even though even though like at the time you might have not thought because we were yeah. so young and, and only we're only age apart. But <laughs> but as you get older, man, you know there was one time. <clears throat> quick story. Um, there was this team Watley. You remember Watley? Oh boy, yeah, they beat the shit out of us twice. Watley had uh, Watley was this team guys in was it East Harlem, some part of Harlem, but they didn't really have a school. They, they had a team, a team that they recruited. They had a jersey. That's what I'd say. They had yeah. a jersey, and they got kids from schools, and it was weird. So we played them my junior year, your senior year, yep. and uh, they had this quarterback who. I remember he was like all PSAL or something. Lefty, dude. I remember big lefty. Big lefty. Yep. And you used to be like, there was one time we were in the lockers changing, and you're like, yo, we're going up against the best quarterback that we'll ever play. 
And then you were like, yo, no offense, bro, but he's better than you. That's what you told me. <laughs> but, yo, if you remember that game, that game we went toe-to-toe, yeah. and we, we lost to them by two. Yep. Justin but, yo, dropped the two-way version. I'm not going to throw that out there, but Justin. <laughs> but, yo, I'm not even mentioning for that because that yeah. was probably one of my better games that I yep. played. We went on, like, a crazy 87-yard drive. You had Felipe through a fade to Felipe and a left. Dude, I'll never forget. I'm going to... Because we didn't have headsets because yep. our school was super low budget. Yep, sure was. But I would have to physically run over to Coach Brosnan and Hernandez, mostly Brosnan, to get the play get the call, yeah. and then come back. So I'm sprinting back and forth. Mind you, we're in a two-minute drill. <laughs> yep. So right before that drive, Brosnan's like, yo, try not to like throw a pick to... Yeah. you know, Because it was a close game. Wadley yeah. was like undefeated. They yeah. were coming off a monster year. And like we were two and one or three and one yeah. at the point at that time. What a, what a pep talk though, you know. <clears throat> but he was like, "Yo, try not to basically fuck this up so that the box score don't look worse." Because yeah. it was like the power rankings yep, thing too. Yep, you got points. Yep, you got points. And yeah. yo, Antoine, remember yep. Antoine? Oh sure, hell yeah. Antoine turns to me. He's like, "Fuck that, bro. Let that shit rip. <laughs> yeah. We got you." Yep. And he comes into the huddle, and yeah. then he just looks at all oh, you guys. Yeah. Like, yo, we got him. We got to let him yep. sling. And yep. then you were just like, "Yo, let's go. Let's yep. just go. Let's do it." And yep. then that was probably my best drive ever. That shit was I fire. remember that drive, man. I remember because I remember, like I said, Felipe had hurt his shoulder. Yeah. And like you threw him this fade. And I was like, damn, Felipe got to reach out to get that. He like reached out back and caught the fade. And I think you scrambled to the right on a two-point conversion and then hit Justin right in the chest and dropped whatever. Justin, we forgive you, whatever. Yeah. But just yeah. like uh, Darrell Williams yesterday, right? Who was oh yeah. <laughs> hit him right in the fade. That throw spot. was crazy though. That was a crazy throw, yeah. Crazy. But that's what Mahomes gets you. He's Get you flashy throws. Yeah. That don't mean anything. Thank you for allowing me to bring up high school memories oh, yeah, there on course. the last one. Oh. Where can they find you, bro? Actually, tell, tell us tell us where your social media is at, and then I got to hear the story about how you got banned on Twitter. I'm only on Facebook and Instagram, so you'll find me there. Nick will put out the yeah, tags. Yeah, I'll, I'll tag them. I don't everything. know the taglines. So Twitter, this is about five months ago, like the heat of the George Floyd stuff going on. So I don't know if you remember, it was like a specific story where like they were protesting in Buffalo, and like there was an old man walking. I remember this. police have pushed the old man. He hit his head, did all that kind of stuff. They fired the two cops. 58 other cops in the department all quit in protest of them firing the two cops. Okay, so I kind of put some on Twitter in the realm of like, if you can't beat N-words up, like I guess the job's not worth doing, you know, and then Twitter banned me. (laughs) Permanently banned me. For the use of the N-word though, but like the context, I wasn't calling anybody the N-word. Just for that context. So, like, I'm literally, like, been gone since September 16th. So, if y'all want to start some free me hashtag, I'm down. I'm <laughs> down. To, Freeze the phone. I'm in, a, I'm in a appeal right now, so I'm just waiting. So, so wait, you can't get your account back? No. Damn. Like so every that. time I try to tweet, I, it hasn't refreshed. My timeline is still from September 16th. So, it hasn't refreshed. So, every time I, like, hit a like or try to refresh, it just pops up this message, like, your Twitter is suspended. Hit the appeal. So, I've hit the appeal, but nothing. Damn, Nothing. we got to free you for I real. tried to start a new one, but they hit me like they found out like, I don't know, the algorithms or whatever. I, I was going to say email. start a new one. I used the email everything, but like 10 minutes later, I started adding people and 10 minutes hit me with the same thing. You're, you're suspended. So It's kind of funny though. Jack, it is funny, but <laughs> Jack is, I mean, they treat me like Alice Jones. Like I didn't like, <laughs> it's like there's no way. Like I, I tweeted one thing. Black helicopters. <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah, exactly. yeah. I tweeted one thing. It's like, oh. Dude that guy is out of control. Dude doesn't believe in Sandy Hook, and I'm like, wow, oh, I'm in man. the same boat as the dude who doesn't believe in Sandy Hook. So unbelievable. But yeah, Nick will let y'all know where you can yeah, find yeah. me. So it's about you'll have all the tags in yeah. there, guys. Uh, at the Lamb Show is where you can find me. 
You can catch next week's episode of VM right now on the Patreon for as little as $5 a month. It goes into helping pay for this place and getting some new equipment. I appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. That's up. Uh, also, Thursday's episode is going to be a good one. That's already been up on the Patreon as well. The next two episodes that you're going to hear after this one have been pre-recorded. They're podcasts and chills. I am shutting it down. You're the last person that's coming in here Woo. for about like 10 days. The boy needs a break. Yeah, of course. Only the people listening to this yeah. know that I'm having a little break. But everybody else is going to be seeing the new content coming out. So shout out to everyone that is listening and has listened. Another monster year. Thank you all. Check out the Patreon at The Lame Shows. You can find me at Veterans Minimum. Where you can find everything for the show. And check out the YouTube, too. We're, we're putting up a bunch of clips from every episode that we record with people come in studio. So, yeah. So, Steph, you're the man. I appreciate you, you. And we'll catch you guys next time. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.